Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. You're my favorite customer. I didn't uh, recognize you in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, uh, we were just talking about... because. Uh, this is the 30-something movie podcast, and we have mentioned before that we are all teachers, and uh, we work in a middle school, and we were just mentioning that we have a lot of kids that uh, in the hallway on occasion will hear them pass by, or like my office is right next to the cafeteria. They'll pass by, and I'll hear some kids go, oh, hi, Mark. And I feel like that's not, uh, that's, that's not good. Yes. That's not good. All right. Well, uh, we are the Thirty Something Movie Podcast, and uh, I'm just going to preface it right away. If you if you have listened to our show before, and if you do not like the sound of munching, you can blame Dennis because he's still eating, and he's the only the only reason we were able to get him here is because there's food. Food. <coughs> food. 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 Chips. Burritos. <laughs> onion rings. Uh-huh. Food. So, so Dennis has been fed, and he's here, and he's ready to talk about movies that I don't think he watched. You've seen it before, though. I've seen both of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So tonight we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking about Inner Space is our movie that for this episode. Uh, we are on episode number. What number are we? We are one fifty four, I believe. Um, yeah. So we are episode number one fifty four. We're going to be talking Inner Space tonight, but very very quickly, uh, we do spoil the events of the movies we talk about. So if you haven't seen it yet, you may want to watch the movie first and then come on back. Uh, if you don't mind being spoiled, yeah, we'll maybe give you a few reasons that uh, either you want to go watch it or save your time. If you have not yet, leave us a review on iTunes. That helps more people to find our show, and uh, it helps us to know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. So, um, And we'd love to improve the show and make it better every time. So leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know. Uh, so I am joined tonight by the human trash compactor, Dennis. Hello, food. There you go. And Pat. Hey, hey. Um... And, and Bo couldn't be here tonight. Jeff couldn't be here tonight, and Bo couldn't be here tonight. Bo couldn't be here because of the Powder Puff game? Yeah. I think he said at the high school? Yeah, okay. something like that. What did they... I want to go on record, since we're on a, a audio medium yes. here, and this will be yes. recorded for all time. It will be recorded for my posterior. Um, that when we did the Powder Puff game... Did you guys have a Powder Puff game? Um, when you were in high school? Yeah, we didn't play, though, mm-hmm. Well, I figure, because it's for the girls. I mean, <laughs> maybe not. Were you a cheerleader for it? Uh, no, I was not. Okay. So anyway, I was a coach of one of the Powderpuff teams oh, when cool. we had in high school. And uh, my current wife, then girlfriend, was on the Powderpuff team that I was coaching. And we were going to win the game. We were going to win the game until a referee made a call that was a horrible, horrible call. Apparently, the play was not dead, even though one of the referees, you know, threw his, they didn't, I don't think they had whistles, but he threw his flag up in the air to say, you know, play was dead. So half my team stopped running. The other team kept going, scored a touchdown, and they said, hey, touchdown. And I'm over there yelling, no, 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 play was dead, play was dead. They said, nope, touchdown, game over, they win. 
and I'm not like I'm bitter about it. I say, glad to say, let it go. To this day, no, no. no, 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 no. You listen to this guy talk about the Cubs. I know, and how much you love Donald Trump. I can let the Cubs go. So, how's your president done? My boy, where, <laughs> where did I vote from? I don't know. That's what Pat told me. Is this uh, which podcast is this one? <laughs> That's fake news, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, I don't know that we have any new movie news going on right now. I didn't see anything lately about new movie stuff. So I said it before, just... but the, the new Ken Burns special in Vietnam is pretty amazing. Yeah, seen that article. Mm-hmm. I saw the yeah. You sent that article. I read the article. It was a great article. Okay. All right, well, let's go. Uh, you know what? Very, very quickly before we jump in into inner space, um, we are almost at 900 followers on Twitter. So oh, good for I you think guys. we're going to make our thousand by Halloween. There it is. That's my prediction. Um, so, anyway, let's go ahead and get started with inner space. Yeah. Inner space came out on the 1st of July, 1987. It's rated PG, it's two hours long. Directed by Joe Dante, who also did Gremlins 1 and 2, Piranha, Explorers, and The Burbs. Producer was Michael Fennell, who did Gremlins 1 and 2, Explorers, and The Twilight Zone, the movie. Writers were Chip Proser, who did the story and screenplay, and he also did a movie called Iceman. Jeffrey Bohm did the screenplay. He died in 2000. He did the Lethal Weapon movies. Uh, he wrote Lost Boys, Indiana Jones, and The Last Crusade. Cinematography was done by Andrew Laszlo, who died in 2011. He did First Blood, Poltergeist 2, and Star Trek V. Uh, music by Jerry Goldsmith, who died in 2004. He did Alien, Star Trek movies and TV, and Gremlins. Budget for this one was $27 million. Box office was $25 million domestic. I couldn't find how it did in the rest of the world, but it only did $25 million in the U.S., so not great. Uh, Dennis Quaid played Lieutenant Tuck Pendleton. He was also in Enemy Mine, Everybody's All-American, Any Given Sunday. Martin Short played Jack Putter. He was in SCTV, Three Amigos, and Father of the Bride. Meg Ryan was Lydia Maxwell. She was in Sleepless, Sleepless in Seattle, When Harry Met Sally and You've Got Mail. Kevin McCarthy was Victor Eugene Scrimshaw. He was in Twilight Zone, the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Fiona Lewis played Dr. Margaret Kanker. She was in The Fury and The Fearless Vampire Killers. Vernon Wells was Mr. Igo. He was in Commando and Road Warrior. Robert Picardo played the cowboy. He was in Gremlins 2 and Star Trek Voyager. Wendy Schaul played Wendy. She was in American Dad and the Burbs. Harold Sylvester played Pete Blanchard. He was in An Officer and a Gentleman and Married with Children. William Schallert, who died in 2016, was Dr. Greenbush. He was in In the Heat of the Night and The Incredible Shrinking Man. Henry Gibson, who died in 2009, was Mr. Wormwood. He was in Blues Brothers and Charlotte's Web, the 1973 cartoon version. Rotten Tomatoes critics gave it 81%. Audience gave it a 65%. Roger Ebert of the Sun-Times said, Here is an absurd, unwieldy, overplotted movie that nevertheless is entertaining, and some of the fun comes from the way the plot keeps laying it on. He gave it a 3 out of 4 stars. Jeff Andrew from Time Out said, while the anatomical special effects are imaginative enough, the manic rather than magical tone fails to achieve the sense of awe that made Fantastic Voyage, clearly this film's inspiration, so fascinating. Cinema score, people gave it an A-. Awards uh, won the Oscar for Best Visual Effects, and it was nominated for a Saturn Award for Best Sci-Fi Film, Best Director, and Best Special Effects. A scientifically miniaturized marine unexpectedly finds himself floating around the body of a hypochondriac and trying to outwit saboteurs who want that device, uh, who want the device that shrank him. Attempts by his colleagues to retrieve the little man protected inside a tiny submersible are hampered by the would-be thieves. Test pilot Tuck Pendleton wants to make history. 
supermarket clerk Jack Putter needs a vacation. Jack, 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 you're late. That's not good. You know it's coupon day. Lieutenant Pendleton is about to be miniaturized, placed into this needle, and then injected into this rabbit. Rock and roll. But something went wrong. And Tuck's about to get a new destination. <gasps> Inside Jack Putter. I'm in a man. Hello, can you hear me? I'm possessed! Now, Jack's got twice the problems. How you doing, Jack? But he's double the man. <laughs> with Tuck on his side. Can you more cows? <laughs> in his gut. <laughs> And on his case. You're not gonna back groceries all your life, are you, Jack? And only 24 hours left for Jack to get out of danger. So that Tuck can get out of Jack. <laughs> Dennis Quaid, Martin Short. Give yourself a shot of adventure. Inner space. So a couple things real quick. Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan met on the set of the film. They were married from 1991 to 2001. Uh, Joe Dante originally turned down this directing job until the script was rewritten from a sci-fi spy movie to a sci-fi comedy. Um, it was released the exact same day as Adventures in Babysitting, which did much better at the box office. Uh, Joe Dante said, one of his reasons he believes it did not do well, he said, quote, the ad campaign was so terrible for this movie uh, it was just a giant thumb with a little tiny pod on it. He's referring to the poster of the movie. You couldn't tell that it was a comedy. You couldn't tell anything. It had a terrible title because we could never figure out a better one. Um, he also said in an interview with a French TV station at the time the movie was released, when they asked him what the movie was about, the best he could come up with, with was, it's the one about the guy who gets small and goes inside the other guy. <laughs> Which sounds like... <laughs> a very different kind of movie. Yeah, it, uh, I'm, I'm over here laughing. Maybe a nautical one. I just, I, I, I'm just going to sit over here. With pirates. Yes. Of a certain kind. <clears throat> I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Food. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? I am food. <laughs> I, am, I am food. 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 Um, so, is this the first time, this is kind of a dumb question, this is the first time you've seen this movie? Me? Yeah. Yes. It is? It is. I oh. never, I maybe had heard of it. Okay. Like, I, this was, this was like... Because you've seen year. it before. Yes. Okay. All right. So, I, um, so fire it up here. What do you think? I, I thought it was a fun movie. Yeah. It was fun. It was a, it was well put together. I mean, Steven Spielberg, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's a... You know, a well-crafted movie. Uh, it was interesting. You know, like the the main characters, they were fun to watch. Dennis Quaid was really good in that role. It's funny yeah. that I've trained my son well, because when he sees Steven Spielberg's name on the screen, the first thing he's done this in the last couple times that Steven, okay. it's not a directed by Steven Spielberg, but executive producer Steven Spielberg. Right. Whenever he sees his name on the screen, my son always like out loud will go, "Oh, this is going to be a good one." Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Good. You've been yeah. trained well. And this is why. So it's kind of yeah. fun to watch these movies that I hadn't known about before and see it's Steven Spielberg and see, well, okay, this is why you can say, oh, this will be a good movie. Mm -hmm. You know, because he just makes really good movies. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. And I, I won't get too long-winded about that so that everyone else can kind of throw mm -hmm. in there. But... Um, yeah, I saw it this weekend for the first time. It was it was a fun movie. I know what I was going to say. Dennis Quaid, uh, I, I kind of 
took notice of him later on, I think maybe stuff in the 90s and, and all that. Obviously, when he was older, it was fun to see him in a younger capacity, you know, playing a, as a younger person playing a role. It was kind of fun to see him mm-hmm. like that. You've seen it before. I saw it before back okay. then, yes. I saw it did you see it when it came out? Yeah, I'm sure we did, like, or recently, like, maybe it was came out in VHS or whatever okay. and something like that, but we saw it back then. I'm not sure if we saw it at the movie theater. I can't really remember. But, yeah, I mean, kind of what Pat said. It's just, it's a, <clears throat> it was a fun movie. That's how I remember it. Um, reminded me of kind of the whole experience, like, later on of the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. And, you know, and it, and, and it is, you know, it is what it was just intended to be. I mean, I like Martin Short. I like Dennis Quaid. I had to remember him in more movies, um, probably back then, too. I mean, when he was in the Jaws 2, I think, mm-hmm. 3D or think the so. 3D one or whatever. Yeah. Um, he was also in Breaking Away, the bike movie, which you would like, probably. Um, it's pretty good. It's called Bicycle Break, Breaking, or? Breaking Away. Bicycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you'd still like it. Yeah. It's not more so, but it's still Dennis Quaid, really young. Okay. So. Cool. Um... So yeah, that actors I like, made by Spielberg. It is you know, like I said, I I don't know. I'm trying to think of like I remember I remember the the whole scene with the face contorting mm-hmm. and all that. And Martin Short is just so good in that type of role. Yeah, um, as is Rick Moranis in yeah. you know the Honey I Shrunk the mm-hmm. Kids roles too. They're just they're great casting. Mar- Martin Short kind of pulled on his uh, or, or preempted a little bit of like what Jim Carrey made a point of doing. With I was the mask like, and well, yeah, yeah, when I when I started to see this because. Jim Carrey would always be able to contort his face. It was just that. Yeah. It's not slapstick, but it's mm-hmm. that yeah. scene stood Physical out. Comedy, yeah. yeah I mean, that scene stood out to me. Like I was like, oh, hmm. I I I mean, this is funny, but I didn't expect the movie to go in this direction. It mm-hmm. does. It you know, it wasn't like mm-hmm. that throughout. So. So I mean, yeah, I liked it. So this movie, this movie starts off being more of a serious movie. Yeah. You know, you got like the mm-hmm. industrial espionage kind of stuff you've got they're doing this experiment he's supposed to be injected into a, a rabbit in the lab right and uh, then you have this other group of people that break in and they attempt to steal the the pod um, and then he gets injected into the behind of um, Martin Short uh-huh. and then from there obviously hypochondriac things are gonna go totally wrong originally this was written as a spy movie and not a comedy. And mm-hmm. Joe Dante refused to direct it. Um, I think that was in our background. He refused to direct it until they rewrote it as a comedy. Do you think this movie would have worked as a sci-fi spy movie? I think with... Uh, Which is kind of tough to with say. With Dennis Quaid as the character, I yeah. think that could, I could see that going that way. Um, with Martin Short in there, I can't see that going that way. So yeah. it kind of seemed like they had one foot here and one foot there. And, and Dennis Quaid can kind of pull both off, mm-hmm. but I'm, you know, it doesn't have to be in everything super serious, but I could see him pulling off the serious role. Um, so I think it's weird. I was thinking that when you read that too, just like it did seem like it, it could have gone that way. But once you throw Martin Short in there, I don't see how it would have been serious. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. If, would it have worked better if you cast somebody else than who? And then... I mean, it's a totally different movie then. But once you put Martin Short in there, it's like it it, it changes it into a a different type of movie. And I feel like I read somewhere that they had a couple of other people in mind for that character, for the Martin Short character. And when they were going to do it as a comedy, one of the people I think that they had in mind was Robin Williams. Okay. Yeah. Which you you get the manic part of Robin mm-hmm. Williams. I don't know that you get the hypochondriac part. I almost feel like he'd be too crazy. Yeah. I was looking to see. Um, 
because there were some people that they talked about thinking of for that part, and it was, um, yeah, actually, when they were thinking of going two different ways with it, uh, Robin Williams was one of the other people they considered for Jack Putter, and the other one was Mel Gibson. Yeah, see, that's totally different. So that would be. That would be. I'm saying you throw it in there, and Mel Gibson is a totally different movie. Yeah. Yeah. And Mel Gibson as Jack Potter. As Jack Potter, yeah. and then okay. with Dennis Quaid, then Dennis is, Quaid is the okay. That's the pilot still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, are there any are there any scenes um, there are scenes in this movie that don't work? Well, we've said it's a fun movie. It's you know Steven Spielberg, so we expect that it's going to be kind of fun. We we kind of know we kind of know what vibe we're in for with the yeah. Steven Spielberg movie. Um, even though you know he didn't direct it, but we've seen Gremlins and we've seen you know, right. we like some of Joe Dante's other movies. Is there anything in this movie that just doesn't? I don't know if there's anything that doesn't hit work for you. I kind of uh, when he started doing the physical comedy, the mm-hmm. and the, yeah. like, shaking the face, I, that took me out of it a little bit. I okay. was just kind of I, I mean it was I'm sure well done and everything, but it was just like I'm not I don't mm-hmm. you know I don't find that as funny, and that's where I started to say, is this movie for kids? Right. Like, is it okay for? And then you know, because that that seemed to be a big piece. But but that could just be my personal taste. I yeah. mean, it was maybe really well done and everything like that. I just yeah. wasn't a fan of it. Well, I think the different character, you almost have like these James Bond villains, like Mr. Igo, mm-hmm. who has the gun in his finger. Yeah. And he's got the blowtorch instead of a hand and all that other <laughs> stuff. I mean, that stuff. And he, I mean, he kills the guy. He kills the scientist yeah. that injects, um, you know, injects the, the pod into Jack. And... Up to that point, it, it seems like a very, like we said, it seems like a very serious movie, like a spy yeah. movie. To, and then all of a sudden you get to, um, what was his name, Scrimshaw? Yeah. The guy, uh, the, and then the Dr. Kanker, I think was her name, yeah. and the woman with the red hair. And they're just kind of, they're over the top, almost like, they're almost like Boris and Natasha from Bullwinkle. Yeah. It's like over the top cartoon type characters. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if that, as a kid, I don't think I noticed that. Yeah. As a kid, I think I think what my kids thought that this was just a fun, funny movie. Right. Had some action in it. Had some funny stuff in it, and they loved it. Um, Nora was just laughing the entire time. She thought mm-hmm. the whole thing was hilarious. But watching it as an adult, and I think it's probably been at least fifteen years since I've seen this. The villains, except for the except for uh, the cowboy, you know, Robert Picardo's character, cowboy, a little over the top, mm-hmm. um, you know. But Mister Igo, I'm like, okay, well, that that could be like a, a decent, you know. Kind of like a James Bond villain type yeah. thing, but then you get to like the the big people in charge, and those two were almost too cartoonish. Yeah. This time around, watching it, so I don't know that I cared for the villains too much. Yeah. And I think that's though the again what they were trying to do. They, they didn't go serious, so the villains weren't going to be. It just right. it's just kind of like that. That's the way they went with it. But yeah, I am, and again, I have not seen it recently, so I'd be curious to see if I'd be like. Right there with you on that. Mm-hmm. There's a, I'm get betting there's a good chance I would. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. If you could be shrunk down and put into a pod and get injected into a body to go explore and see it, would you do it? Probably not. I'm not a super, no. you know. Yeah, I don't know. What's the, what's the risk? That you would run out of air and you could never be re-enlarged again? For science? Let's say it's the same as the movie. Like you've got twenty four hours. Let's say you're put in the same situation. Would you be willing to do that experiment in the first place? They kind of, you know, they kind of picked him because they said he was crazy enough to do it. But given the opportunity, would you? 
I probably maybe would. this is maybe the same kind of thing as asking people, you know, if like Virgin Airlines always talked about building their rockets to take people on commercial trips to the moon. Space to me, that to me that that seems. Yeah, I would like be conflicted because I think that my my urge would be, yeah, I would like to maybe try and explore and do something like that. However, and I'm not joking, I'm like literally, I would have with that type of thing of becoming shrunk like that. I have. I remember being a kid and being affected by the Incredible Shrinking Man, the black and white mm-hmm. movie. I remember basically where he disappears into to nothing, mm-hmm. really. Um, so that would probably make me not want to pursue that. The fact that you're shrinking me down to, you know, I mean, I'm all for the Mars thing. For others, I'd be fine with that. But I think the uh, the fact that it has to do with you shrinking down to a certain small, it'd be great if there was a guarantee that I wouldn't, you know, the mm-hmm. fate wouldn't turn out like the other guy. Um, I'd be fine. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I would. That's not explain. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've had this. I forgot what conversation we had about something. Yeah, I just, and for me. Cocoon I, maybe or something. And Yeah, I just, I, it, for well, me we, it's the practical thing. I've got a family and, and right. all that. Like I just wouldn't be messing around with The cocoon that. is, are we assuming well, the, the, that you the don't? Cocoon or you, thing, you, you know, like, I, don't I know, think like, the, co- the cocoon thing was we were upset that they left. That they left. Yeah. But then we talked about could you do that, you know, for yeah. the sake of going out there and exploring. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think it, it, again, am I, are you suspending the fact that you have family and just saying hypothetically would me as a individual Mm -hmm. personality wise be able to do that? Yeah. But now, yeah, if you have kids in a family, I'm not going to take that chance, but there's a lot of things that change when that happens. Personality wise, would you do it? Personality wise on your own, you're single, you're 21, you're not married, no kids. I don't know. Were you a a kind of an adventurous or no, or more? Depends on, you know, how you define Bike ride, you know, yeah, motorcycles. I mean, do, so there's that kind. Do, of, do people see that as adventurous? Oh, it's a risk. Kind of just transportation. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, we've we've looked at enough of these movies and. Let's put it this way: I get nervous looking at pictures of that little, um, that little transparent thing that sticks out from the side of the Sears Tower now. Yeah. I don't, I don't even yeah. like to see video of it. I, much less, I would never go stand on it. Yeah. So I, no, I'm not the adventurous one. Ziplining? Well, no, ziplining I might do. I just did the whole thing of that whole item of the observation, what do they call it? Yeah, like observation, observation deck thing. Plan, no, yeah. I wouldn't do it. See, yeah. that scares the heck out of me. And there's, there's, some building, of there's some building somewhere that has like a, a glass bottom slide, like yeah. a water slide or something like that. That's cool. That, I think it's in Houston, and it hangs out over the side of a high-rise building. Nope. Wasn't the Sears Tower one also no tilt and you hold down the bars and it does this? I think so. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. We're talking about something else. Yeah, I don't know. I guess does it go to being an explorer or not? I I mean, I'm not... I don't know. That's just so far away Mm -hmm. from that. So I guess the answer would be no then. Otherwise, I'd be jumping right on it. I'm not quite an explorer. I'm not a test pilot. You know, I'm not... Any of those things, so I don't know if I'd be the guy that would jump right in for that. Mm-hmm. What about the uh, what about the special effects in this movie? They hold for that up, time period. Did they, 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 they hold yeah. up they thirty years later? Didn't that didn't take me out at all? Okay, for the time period, I'm yeah, I'm thinking because I was kind of I was kind of surprised because I the the copy of the movie that I had was not even like a it wasn't like a cleaned up remastered anything like that. Yeah, and I was kind of surprised at how much I felt like it held up. Maybe especially after watching you know, after watching uh, Batteries Not Included. Right. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that special effects are cool, but I don't know that those special effects held up quite as well 30 years later. Right. But we were watching these, and, you know, it, especially compared with, um, what was it, Fantastic Voyage, where the mm-hmm. inside of the body looked like a lava lamp. Yeah. 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 
No, I, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I thought watching it 30 years later, I'm like, you know, I don't know that I could imagine anybody doing. Think what Twilight Zone the movie was. What's that? When was Twilight Zone the movie? Because Joe Dan Joe Dante uh, was it 80. Hmm. 88? Um, was it 88? 89? Give me a date. 80, no, no. 83. 83? Mm-hmm. I thought it was later. Yeah. Okay. Well, and the villain was, was in that one, too. The guy yeah. that played Scrimshaw. He was in that one, the really creepy one with the kid. Yeah. Where, like, everybody the li- kid, lives yeah, in fear yeah. of the kid. And the, yeah. Um, you've seen that one, Pat. Everyone lives in fear of the kid. What are you talking about? Man? Yeah, it's got kids in it. Yeah. It's the one where the kid has the power to eat cats. Oh, so we all have to cater to this spoiled so, brat. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise he blows well, up the house. But, the, but, the new, but that version ties in with the teacher and everything else and yeah. changes it. The original was more more darker, I guess. The, and this yeah. one was, this was a Twilight Zone? Yeah. Twilight Zone, the movie, yeah. Um, I was just thinking of the effects in that mm-hmm. and the effects in that and then Joe Dante's style. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and this is this is like the second movie where Joe Dante has a pod that goes exploring somewhere, and this pod actually looked a whole lot like, minus the trash cans, yeah, looked like the pod from the Explorers. Yes. And that that movie too kind of had a weird, and we kind of talked about that at the time that it had a weird vibe to it, that it was that like these kids exploring in outer space was the first part of the movie, and then as soon as they get on the ship and it's the wacky aliens, yeah, then it kind of like pulled us out of the, yeah, it was almost like a an ET. <coughs> type thing, bless you. Bless you. <coughs> Almost like a ET, Stranger Things. <coughs> bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Um, like ET, Stranger Things kind of vibe to it, and then all of a sudden you've got like wacky Robin Williams type aliens yeah. going on. So almost maybe a little bit similar to this movie, like and how you felt about it was, it's it's you know good action adventure, a little bit of comedy here and there, and then all of a sudden boom, we're into the slapstick. Right. Yeah. Right. That was that was unexpected. So I, I made a quick little list, and there might have been some that I forgot here, but um, one of my last questions for us here before we start to wrap up is, what is your favorite movie in which someone shrinks? And I, Do you want, me to, you want me to read my list? Yeah. I have, uh, and this I pulled from ones that I've seen before or a couple of different websites I looked up. I think I did a search on IMDb for movies where people shrink. Um, and if, then I, that was the wrong place to look, so then I looked somewhere else. <laughs> Um, so the shrinking movies I've got are Ant-Man, uh, Attack of the Puppet People, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Alice in Wonderland, Incredible Shrinking Man, and if you want the spin-off, The Incredible Shrinking Woman, uh, Fantastic Voyage, The Borrowers, Beetlejuice, and then there was an older TV series called World of Giants, and then there was a more recent one called The Land of the Giants, which I remember watching a few episodes of, and then there were some episodes of The Twilight Zone and The Outer Limits where they did people shrinking in those situations. I think there was an episode of Deep Space Nine where they yes. shrunk. Then they shrink down. It was a Chief O'Brien and right. they shrunk down. Yes. Was it the Defiant? It, was it wasn't the Defiant. It, it was another wasn't. Ship. It was one of the shuttles. Yeah. It was one little ship. Yes. And they would just fly around and they had to like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. So what is your, if you had to pick a favorite movie in which someone shrinks, what would you choose? Honey, I shrunk the kids. Okay. Why is that your pick? It's what I grew up with. I remember seeing it. Rick Moranis is hilarious, you know. And Ant-Man, just because it's cool. I like the comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Ant-Man has the ability to, you know, he's not stuck in that. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're real hung up on the getting stuck thing. Uh, oh, that, man, that scared me. <clears throat> it's just 
honestly, it was so sad. It was wasn't accountable. Which is the original of, old black and white. You gotta see the old original Incredible Shrinking Man. Yeah, that's one where he disappears. Kind of like the fly, where you hear the fly, you know. Help me. Yeah, those things just like stuck. Well, I mean, which is kind of like what happened to Ant Man's wife. I mean, Ant Man, like she kept she shrunk down. Yeah, she fell into another got dimension stuck or something. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. kind of the same um, same type of thing. I do like when Beetlejuice, yeah, but I don't know if that was exactly the movie. I mean, it was, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing Attack of the Puppet People I when I was when I was a one. kid. I feel like I've said it was. Um, oh, like this lady went to go work for a guy who he didn't want people to leave him, so he would shrink them down so that they were like the size of dolls, Jeez. and he would keep them in jars. Yeah. Hey, it was this really weird. I don't remember how I saw it. It was probably one of those nights that I should have gone to sleep, and I was staying up late. And I watched like these old right. sci-fi movies on late at night, and uh, I remember seeing. I remember as a kid that freaked me out. I mean, I probably saw it when I was maybe about my son's age, maybe about nine or ten. Um, and it was an bl- old black and white movie, but I remember getting freaked out by that. If I got to pick one from this list that I came up with, I think I'm gonna pick Ant Man. Yeah, because I like what they do with it. I like the whole. Yeah. I like the whole thing of you know, like he's got the the tank on the keychain and the re-enlarging stuff and the you know the battle at the end where yeah. Thomas the train crashes through the house and right. So I think mixing the humor and the special effects with a superhero movie, I, I think I got to go Ant Man. Even though there's some really good classic, yeah, shrinking people movies. Fantastic Voyage is a fun one, but yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else, uh, anything we'd say about this one? If you were going to tell somebody, if, if somebody came into you and said, should I go watch this movie? What would you tell them? Good morning, yeah. got kids. Good would you Would you have watched it with your kids? Right off the bat or after seeing it the first time? Uh, after seeing it the first time. Uh, maybe. Because I, w- I watched it with mine. Okay. And I knew, I mean, I knew there was some language in it, but I was like, eh, you know, other than that. Yeah, we can play run defense for the language. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. When, when uh, the the gal that were like, and the guy that were the bad guys that were like, what did you say, Boris and Natasha? Yeah. That crew. Yeah. There's a scene where they're uh, they're going to bed, and yeah. the guy takes his hand off, and then something else goes uh-huh. on in place. Uh-huh. Was that what I thought it was? I don't remember seeing anything else. I remember catching glimpses put on of things, in its place, and he was but... putting something on in its place, okay. and it was like, whoa! And that's where I was just like, what's the rating on this movie? Like yeah. I did, you know. It's, so, a, it's a Joe Dante PG. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> like there were little Dante things PG. that would like take me by surprise mm-hmm. that I just think, see it first as a parent and then you're ready mm-hmm. to explain it or cover it up or hit the volume button or yeah. send someone for popcorn. Or, the the part where the pod ends up inside Lydia instead of yeah. in, instead of Jack, um, that, that almost started a conversation. Nora was like, oh, how'd the baby get in there? Uh huh. Let's finish the movie. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in about, mm, I don't know, five years. Yes. Yeah. No, so, I mean, I didn't, I don't think I had too much of a problem. I, I remember watching it as a kid about the same age. My sister and I would have been the same age when we yeah. watched it the first, for the first time. And I remember loving it as a kid. I don't remember focusing on the language as much when I was a kid. Yeah. So I didn't have too much of a problem. The only parts I knew might be a little scary for him was when the guy goes in, like attacks him, and they go into the stomach acid yeah. part. And I, I remember as a kid, even like you know nine years old, I remember the part where his face changed when he was doing the blah, 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 and yeah. his face, which I remember that freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. But that's also because I was freaked out by uh, Large Marge in the Pee Wee right, movie, right. and that reminds me of that thing. So, did you have your kids seen this one? 
They have not. Okay. I was just thinking that might be. One Would it be one they like? What? Would it be one they like? I don't know. I think so. I, you know, I have to look. I, I think again, there might be that window of a couple of years ago versus sixteen. Mm-hmm. You think they might be a little bit too old for it now? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they might still like it and enjoy it, but not be like, wow, you know, or yeah. Because yeah. we saw yeah. it, as, we you and I saw it as kids, but you saw yeah. it as an adult. So yeah. yeah, I think like ten, eleven, maybe mm-hmm. eight, eight to twelve. Yeah, might get the most, and, and eight might be on the young side, but still they, oh, it's amazing. You know, they yeah. might be more amazed by the whole shrinking going by side another person's body. And yeah. Stuff, so yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our inner space show. Uh, if anybody else has anything they want to share about it, you can always get in touch with us several different ways. You can either go to thirtypodcast.com, which is our website, and that's got the ways that you can give us a call on our voicemail line. Uh, you can email us. You can get in touch on Twitter. Um, if you're not following us on Twitter. Please feel free to go over there and do that. We're going to try to hit 1,000 followers by the time we get to Halloween. Um, Very, very quickly before I get going, because this is one of our uh, kind of final sci-fi movies for the month. Uh, We're running a little bit late. This was supposed to come out in September, but it'll be coming out in October. Um, Very, very quickly, any new horror movies that you've seen? Pat, this is probably not going to be your question. It's not my thing, man. Okay. Any new horror movies that you've you've seen lately or that you would recommend as we get started with Halloween? Halloween Um, uh, It's probably the same as last year. I mean, I haven't seen any horror movies lately. Still still haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, uh, There's there's definitely a few out there I'd like to see, but I Mm -hmm. I should probably go through the list of... I want to see the Annabelle... Um, I think okay. that's pretty decent. Um, like the, the the new you know the new one Annabelle I think uh, creation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am going to post up this list. I think I mentioned it in one of our last shows. Um, the EMP Museum, which I think is now has a different name, uh, but I think it's in Seattle. My sister went to it. Um, it's a museum of like pop culture and sci-fi stuff. And okay. They released a list. Um, this might have been a couple years ago now of the best. Actually, it only goes up until 2008. So this is probably a few years ago they released this. Um, 100 horror films that they recommend seeing. And it starts with The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari in 1920, Nosferatu, Fan of the Opera, Dracula, Frankenstein, goes on through to like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Them, The Blob, um, Psycho, Village of the Damned, Night of the Living Dead, Rosemary's Baby, Exorcist. I mean, it, it goes through from 1920 until about 2008. Um, and that's actually why I picked up uh, Let the Right One In um, earlier today to watch because it was one of the last movies that was on their list there that I had not seen yet. So so I will actually post this up on our website. Mike tweeted out if anybody's interested as we are in the month of October now. Um, if you're looking for good horror movies to watch, then take a look at this list because this may have some that you might be interested in. But until then, this is the 30-something podcast. And again, you can reach us at 30podcast.com. Um, we will be back next time. You know what? I think... There might be a quick little episode in between uh, this one and Predator is going to be coming up. That'll be our first uh, kind of horror movie for the month. Um, I think I'm going to try to sneak in a Superman 4 episode in there. Um, It's a really crappy movie, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yes. Um, Because it's Superman. That's fun. So we will see you next time. Until then, be excellent to each other and go watch some good movies. So